YDN podcast covering the biggest news stories of each week. I'm your host, Carter Dewees. And I'm William McCormack, the Yale men's basketball beat reporter. Today we have the chance to sit down with Yale guard Azar Swain, a senior in Timothy Dwight College from Brockton, Massachusetts, and a 2021-2022 unanimous first-team All-Ivy selection. We're also joined by Yale men's basketball captain and guard Jalen Gabadon, a senior in Ezra Stiles from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and a second-team All-Ivy selection this season. Azar is Yale's all-time leader in career three-pointers made and three-pointers in a single season. Azar became Yale's all-time leading three-point scorer in a game last December versus Monmouth at home. Jalen is the 2020 Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year and the university's all-time leader in steal percentage. Yale's non-conference schedule included difficult games away on the road at Seton Hall, Auburn, and St. Mary's. The Bulldogs had an up and down start to the year, winning some games and losing others where they felt they weren't necessarily competing to their full ability. Yale didn't string together consecutive wins against Division I opponents until the Ivy League season began. Once it did, they won nine of their first 10 Ivy League games. Yale finished the year second place in the Ivy League behind Princeton. A number two seed in the tournament, they faced number three Penn Saturday at 2 p.m. If they win, They'll play in the Ivy Madness Championship game on Sunday at noon for the NCAA has its March Madness selection show on Sunday night. Guys, welcome to the Ailey. Thank you for having us, bro. I appreciate it. Totally. We, we were thinking of starting off with the end of season awards that were announced today. What were your reactions to getting recognized this Tuesday afternoon? I mean, I would say it was nice, but at the same time, our whole team has a goal, a shared goal of making the tournament and obviously winning Ivy Madness. And so... It was nice for a few minutes there. And Coach Jones said something at the beginning of practice, but, you know, our eyes are still looking forward towards the tournament. And so. Yeah, uh, it, it was a, obviously it's a great honor. You know, I haven't had much time to think about it really or, you know, reflect on this season as far as like accolades and all that type of stuff goes. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a great honor. But like Jalen said, you know, the biggest prize is still up for taking, you know, and we're focused on that. We have two of the biggest games of the year coming up and that's really where our focus was today. So I haven't had too much time to really reflect on it. And I don't think I will until the conclusion of our season. I really want to finish the year strong. So before we get to Ivy Mattis, can you give us a general rundown of how the season's gone so far? It's been a it's been a whirlwind a little bit, you know, starting off the year, very unsure of our team and, and what we were capable of, really. You know, coming into the year, I had extremely high expectations for our team and myself. You know, and we've had to grow and learn, you know, along the way. You know, half of our team coming in had never played a college game, didn't know what it took to win Ivy League Championship or, or have the opportunity to go to March Madness. So um, it's really been a, been a year of growth and learning for, uh, I feel like, a lot of guys. And it's been a special to have a group of seniors and a captain like Jalen to kind of be the voice of reason, a voice of leadership throughout the year for me personally. I've been able to kind of step back and try to lead by action a little bit and just help our younger guys pick up on certain values and things like that. But it's just been a year of growth, really. I feel like that's the best way to put it for a lot of guys on the team and us as as a collective. And we're still growing. We feel like we, you know, we hope that this weekend we could put together two games where, you know, it's the best basketball that we've played this year. So it's just been constant growth and learning for the guys, which has been a great experience for me as an upperclassman. 
the non-conference started out with spurts of really strong play and then also halves where the team wasn't necessarily competing at its highest level. I think the conclusion after a loss to Monmouth in mid-December was that Yale wasn't necessarily playing as good as the sum of its parts. Jalen, do you think there was a moment this season before, you know, Yale won nine of its first 10 Ivy League games? Was there, was there a turning point, a specific point this season that you can remember? Yeah. I mean, a little bit to what, you know, Azar talked about previously, it was a lot of growth and I think adaptability. You know, we had a lot of injuries early in the season that caused us to change the way our team was built, like fundamentally, you know, guys playing positions they had never played before and roles they hadn't been in before and weren't expected to be in even through most of the preseason. So after St. Mary's during the COVID break, it was, there's been a lot of young guys and a lot of growth and a lot of learning. And, you know, Coach Jones had a team meeting in Payne Whitney Gym where he sat us all down and gave a little bit of rundown on the history of the program and what makes us so good and what things have been slipping because there's been so many changes, you know, people aren't doing things they're used to doing. So I used to play the foreman in the fall. Like I didn't know what that role encapsulated, you know, like the things that I had to do to pick up, to continue to stick with our principles in that role. And there's a lot of things that were out of whack. And so Jones sat us down and had a 20 minute talk with us. And I think that that really changed a lot for us and got guys to wake up and be like, we have to focus regardless of being in bad situations, may not be perfect of what you wanted to work hard in spite of that. And so that team meeting, I think was the turning point. And that was before we were cleared after our COVID outbreak coming into Ivy play. So that was pre Cornell, pre Brown, pre everything. And after St. Mary's. Moving on to Ivy Madness. This is the Ivy League's conference tournament that hasn't actually been played in, in three years. In 2020, the tournament was canceled a few days before it was supposed to happen because of the pandemic. And the Ivy League then took the next year off of athletic competition. You were both on the Yale team the last time it happened in 2019 when it was hosted right here in New Haven at the John J. Lee Amphitheater. What are your memories from that weekend? It was an incredible time, almost dreamlike being able to play in those games where you're hosting it, all your friends and family can be close by to come watch you play. And in those games, honestly, it, it felt pretty homey for, for us. We didn't feel uncomfortable in any way. So, so this year, you know, heading into it a little bit, we're trying to just stay level-headed, you know, not expect anything to go our way, but, but just kind of lean on each other. In a way, we kind of were able to lean on a home crowd a little bit in 2019, but we're just going to have to be able to, you know, lean on each other. And, and thinking back on that time, it was just an over, it felt overwhelming support being able to play at home. And, and I think a lot of teams within the league, even moving forward, will be able to experience that same feeling, which is, I think, a good thing for the league. Like, I think it's interesting to note that I think that Azar is probably one of three players in the Ivy League that I could think of off the top of my head who played in Ivy Madness before because I, I was injured that year. Like, I think Princeton, Princeton has two players from Ivy Madness. Mm -hmm. I think Ethan Wright and Llewellyn both checked into the game or, or players on that team. I don't think anyone from any other team is. And so obviously Azar having that experience is Big advantage, having played in big games, been to the tournament, been Navi Madison, been a key contributor is going to be really key for us. So y'all are playing Penn on Saturday. Can you give us a summary of the previous two meetings y'all have had with them? And what's what's kind of the rundown on their team? Penn's a really good team. I mean, they, they obviously have their primary scorer, Jordan Dingle, and he averages like 20 something a game. One of our keys is obviously going to be containing him. But in the first game we played against them, he had 30 something, 31. In the second game, you know, he was four for 19 at home and had, I think, 10 points. That second game, you know, while we were really able to contain him well, that gave a lot of opportunities for other guys on our team to step up. And they made a lot of big plays and kept the game really close. So the key for us to this game is going to be mostly on the defensive side of the ball and making sure that while contained Dingle, while supporting Cast down a little bit. 
beyond Penn, if there's a Yale student or professor listening out there who has never seen a Yale men's basketball game this season, what will they see if they tune in this weekend? How does your team play? You're going to see a, a very focused group, high energy, gritty, and tough group. And those, those are the principles that have been laid down before our time at Yale and then something that we've been trying to solidify as the year has gone on. So like I said earlier, we're, we're trying to put together our best basketball right now. So in order for that to happen, we need to take care of all the things that are controllable, like bringing energy, effort, toughness, enthusiasm, and those things will be visible come this weekend. I, I would say that anyone watching should be like, that guy's tired <laughs> because they're playing so hard. They don't know anything about basketball. They expect that guy just looks really tired. So moving more into the team, who's y'all's funniest teammate? Sean Pulakitas is a clown. <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of the younger guys on the team. First year, what college is he in? I actually don't know. He's in, he's in L-Dub. If you have the chance to meet him, if you have any classes with him, get to know him. He, he's a, a great spirit, great guy to be around. Yeah, he, he probably runs away with it. Another more lighthearted question. What's your pregame routine and do you have a go-to pregame meal? I don't think we really have a choice of pregame meal. <laughs> I think that that's dictated for us by the coaching staff on more, than, more than often. But most guys are chicken parm. Chicken parm and pasta. I'm vegetarian, so I usually get eggplant parm, which I know most people will be like, yeah, but it's grown on me a lot. So usually I, I don't eat that much at our normal like pregame a lot of time. I try to eat in the mornings on pre on game days. It's just how I feel more comfortable. <laughs> and usually I try to take a nap uh, at some point, you know, three hours or so before the game, four hours maybe. That, that that's just a simple routine. Penn's gonna have to watch out if you're hangry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I doubt that'll be a problem. If hunger isn't a feeling, I w- I'll be feeling on Saturday. <laughs> Believe that. So, so far, what's been the highlight of y'all's careers? I would probably say for me personally, that game against Harvard and then Ivy Madness. I felt so connected to my teammates on the court. And it was really like we, we were just playing. You know, usually we have a lot of you know different sets that we try to get into, different things that we're trying to achieve. And in that game, especially the second half, it felt like we were just playing freely for each other. And that was one of the funnest times I've ever had on the court. Just going back to watch that game, if you go back and watch it, the energy within our team is just, you know, it's visible from the start. And a lot of that had to do with the older guys on the team and, and the leaders at that point, like Mia Ioni, Alex Copeland. But just just that feeling of being in that game and being able to play for each other is, was, uh, you know, I'll never forget that, that moment, that feeling. I would say my sophomore year playing Bryant away, was the first time that I ever checked into a game that wasn't the last minute of the game. And I, that was a long time coming for me of injuries and dealing with stuff. And I didn't think I'd ever really play college basketball. And so, you know, in the first half when the coaches called me to check in, cause I had a string of good practices, that was probably the highlight of my career. I just didn't think after all I'd been through that, I would ever really play. Like it was just like, kind of, I'm just here at practice supporting the guys and kind of made it real. So the Yale women's basketball team faces off against Columbia at 7.30 Eastern on Friday night before the men's game on Saturday. Each game will be available on ESPN+, and every women's game will be broadcast by WIBC Yale Student Radio. Thanks for listening to episode 11. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Yaley.